What's up out there, podcast world? You're now listening to Patinico Presents. Stay with me, and I'm your host, Dennis. And today, we have a special guest in the booth. We have my dad in the house. Some of you guys know that we built him a advanced design Chevrolet truck. It's named Rap Body 2, and you guys were along for the journey, some of you. And for those of you who are not, you can always go back into the Instagram page and check it out. We're going to have him on here today, and we're just going to be talking stories, but we're going to get to the root of his ideas and his thoughts on building his own patina rod and see what he has to think about after this is all done. So without further ado, let's hop into this podcast. Well, I want to take you back to the rat rod, patina rod scene and what you're thinking about it, coming into it, building your own. But have you seen it evolve from, you know, you weren't, you've been seeing it go on. You've been seeing me do my thing. But as that trend as some people call it, has come along, and I don't believe it's a trend any longer. I think it's something that's here to stay. Well, what? Let's get into what you're thinking about the whole rat rod, patina rod, rust rod thing. Well, I guess what's crazy is it, it doesn't make any difference how bad your welds are and how the things cobble together. You know, it seems like the worse it's cobbled together, the better people like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can, you can be out there with a stick welder. Uh, you don't have to take and put rocker panels on it and uh, lard knows what else. You just put it together. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Well, you know, things, so, you know, I guess times have, have kind of evolved to that, but there's, you know, there's certain crowds for certain things. You got the, so you, you got the, what they call traditional rat rod, but then you got the rat rod rat rods that, like you're talking with no floor pans and, you know, death traps. And then, of course, you have the patina rods. And, and now you got these uh, art cars, you know, people that are just doing all this wild customization and on the frame and the chassis and all that stuff. But, Everybody's got their own certain like and dislike. There's some people that don't like the art car because they're like, okay, you did all this to the chassis and whatnot, but you're going to cover it with a bed. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. So I guess it's just like they say, different strokes for different folks, you know, when it comes to the style of vehicle. Right. Yeah. But the uh, old rat rod. <laughs> Well, see, that just opened up, man, with the old patina truck and stuff like the patina rat rod, whatever. That opened up a whole new avenue for the budget guy. Right, yeah, the budget thing, and that's the thing. So, you know, that whole thing is, I think, where most of the people come along with me is because of the whole budget building scenario like you know i showed them about how to take and use a 72 basically to to build a whole vehicle out of a 72 chevy truck and that appealed to a lot of people because they were looking at steering columns and whatnot and the you know just the extravagance the cost of it and they were like well heck you know it's going to take me six months to to get the steering wheel and the wiring harness that ain't even talking about i need wheels tires and whatnot you got that right. Ask me about that. <laughs> I'm a poster child. You're the poster <laughs> child for that? Yes, sir. Well, okay, hey. You better, it ain't bragging, but you better come with some deep pockets. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. If, you. if you don't build it off of a 72, 
you better you better you better bring some better bring some cash to the table. Yeah, man. Well, when when we were going over the whole build scenario with you, uh, that was I was like, hey, look, you know, you can use this, you can use this and that, but you finally seen the light, but it didn't make no difference. The what'd you put a, a steering wheel is the only piece that you reused, repurposed off of an old vehicle. But at that point, hell, you done spent what? <laughs> you spent, <laughs> you could have, you might as well have bought the most expensive steering wheel. <laughs> That's like me and my bumper on the back. I was so mad that I said, I'm not going to spend anymore. Well, I don't know, the bumper brackets were $45, $50 a pair or 75 I don't know what it was. It wasn't that much. But I refused to take and spend anymore. I was so mad, I said, the heck with this. I'm not buying any bumper brackets. I was mad. And child, I don't know what that back bumper cost, you know, for two, $300 for that back bumper, I guess. Yeah. But it was more than that because of that pin. Right. You know that? That old crazy whatever that rear pan was that I gave you. Yeah. Well, that was included in that deal. So, <laughs> I was so mad. I said, man, I ain't spending no more money buying me no, uh, what's your name? No, buying me no bumper bread. And I tried straightening them out and them things, you know, I guess they're spring still or something. Them things, is, you couldn't do anything with them things. I said, well, the heck with it. I'll just cut the bumper. <laughs> And Rocky said, you cut a brand new bumper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, though. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, that brand new bumper, man, what the? Okay, so the bumper was like $360. And, I mean, it don't matter. Like we talk about, that's that money's gone. You got that right. Whether it fit like it's supposed to or not, that money's gone. Like you couldn't send it back and say, "Hey, I need a, a different bumper because this one's off a little bit." They, you know, they ain't trying to hear that. So, yeah, you modify it. And you modify it. Yeah, the yeah. End, if the end result is cutting a three hundred and sixty dollar chrome bumper, then that's what it is. They just got cut. <laughs> yeah, man. Heck yeah. What's Poster child. See, I can think about that. <laughs> from from doing a comparison, yeah, okay, they can go with the old crazy, uh, what was that, that Wildwood brake pedal setup system, spend all that money for that, and then turn around and have to go back because I wanted the, the bracket assembly uh, that would bolt underneath the dash and get it from all, I from, don't even remember who those people are, uh, CCP, I think that's who the people that had that bracket, had to buy that whole brake assembly system. Just to get that bracket that I wanted, another four hundred dollars gone. Yep. You know, and stuff like that. Uh, what is that? The uh, the painless wiring harness system. I, you know, if I looked at every all the money I spent at painless, the total cost. You know, the wiring harness was probably eight hundred dollars, and then there was probably two hundred, at least two hundred dollars worth of add-ons. You know, like the. Uh, all the wiring harness looms and, you know, and then stuff and all that stuff like that. Well, then, you know, and it's all, so there you go. And then end up with a half a box, a uh, half a box full of stuff, a wire that I didn't need. <laughs> and so, yeah, you've seen that box of wire that I had that I, that I used up and stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's this. 
it's, it's something. So like, like, like I come to the conclusion, if you want to build one on the cheap, you can get the most ratted out, rusty, it wouldn't make any difference if it's an eight foot bed, six foot bed, three quarter ton, whatever, uh, C10, or, you know, preferably a 72 or something like that. And there you go. You got all the parts you need. Yeah. And then turn around and take all the parts that you want off of it. And then you can scrap the thing. And then if you're really slick, you, if you find you one that's running halfway decent, but the body's all shot out, well, you got a motor and transmission. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, well, this is just especially this for the, just the basics, like the, the wiring harness, the steering wheel, the brake pedal assembly, uh, you know, and stuff like that, man, you're just, uh, you can re repurpose those pieces. You sure can. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> now, I don't know. So on the on the five window, I don't know how much of repurposing I'm going to do because uh, I don't know. So like the firewall and everything that I'm going to put on there, you know, it's not designed to put a firewall mounted master cylinder. So that means I got to go the other route, which is either under the floor or I was looking at that. They got the wildwood set up, you know, where the brake pedal mounts to the floor and then the two you have two chambers and uh two separate bowls and it's like down low it'd be like at the base of the firewall where the the floor meets the firewall or i might go under the floor the only problem with the under the floor mount is i haven't i'm having trouble finding the bracketry for a non-boosted system because i don't like the booster i don't run boosted brakes on the thing so I just and then you got to run the tube from all the way up top, all the way underneath the truck, to the booster. You know, off the back of the the carburetor for the vacuum mm -hmm. to work. And I, I just and like, you put an electric booster on it. Eh, yeah, like a hydro boost. Oh, not a hydro boost. Oh, the electric make, boost. Yeah, they make an electric booster, but now see now we're getting into more money. You're getting into more money, and then you're getting into. And you know my thing is the least amount of connections that I have is the best because when you start tracking down electrical failures, you know, it's easy to track down 12 wires versus 24. And I just, I don't, you know, I wouldn't do no electric boost system. It didn't come with none of that, so I ain't putting none of that on there. Yeah, the, uh, the guy can see where if your firewall is, is mounted properly, well, then that gets into that pedal, that, that crazy nonsense of that pedal racial of the uh, master cylinder and all that crazy stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. yeah because yeah. that's what you're saying about that. Well, yeah, because the seven to one pedal, but then the thing is, the firewalls, like we know, the firewalls are closer to the seated position in these old trucks than what they are on, like the '66 Biscayne. You know, the firewall right. is real far away from the the seat. So, yeah, the 7-to-1 ratio would work. An S10 Chevy truck, 7-to-1 ratio would work because the firewall is way away from where you sit. So, these trucks, the firewalls are so close. And it, it was, well, it was basically, it wasn't designed for that because, obviously, the, the brake pedal or the master cylinder is underneath the truck. So, when you get into that 7-to-1 ratio pedal and the, the big master cylinder and all that, and you put it up there on a firewall, you're going to have problems getting the brakes to work correctly unless you space the master cylinder off of the firewall.
Yeah, because see what happens is the, the whole thing comes into play now that I think about it. Because, okay, if the firewall is closer to the sea, well, then that means in order to get that same brick pedal feel, that means it's going to be high. Yep. You know, like if that is far away from you, well, it could be six or eight inches off the eight inches off the floor. Because guess what? It's way up there in the front of you. Yep. So you would never know that that pedal's high. But now you have that thing set right up on top of you. Yeah, now you got to raise your leg to push in the, the brake pedal, and it's it's kind of awkward, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one of the things. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll figure that part out. I'll probably do like I just was saying. I'll go with that floor-mounted pedal, and I'll just I'll work through it like that. But And it's fine. It won't be no different than, uh, say, like the floor-mounted or under the floor mounted uh, brake assembly because the pedal is going to be in the same general area. It's, and it's, see, this is the thing, though. You're going to buy two components that are matched to work in unison with that, though, you know? The floor mounted brake pedal, if you look at them crazy things like the original bin, that old pedal that swings up as a big, long arch. Yeah. And so guess how much leverage you can push, put, apply to that? Yeah. And, and stuff like that, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely, you know, I think if I had it to do over again, I would probably, for some after going through all this hootenanny nonsense, <laughs> with one I had, I'd probably do a floor mount because of the simple fact that it's all engineered there together, right. that it works. Right, yeah. And stuff like that, and like you said, I had to cut me a, instead of having that little bitty hole, uh, I, would, I would have me a, an, an excess plate. Before I could just pull it, you know, <laughs> you know, pull the carpet back, Velcro the carpet on that side down, where you could lay it over like you used to do in the old days and have access to the stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I, yeah, because I think if I do it under the floor, I'm gonna cut cut me a door. I'll make the door bigger so that way I'm not fighting putting fluid down in there and all that when it's time to bleed them if when you change brakes and whatnot and. I'm thinking even on doing, since I'm going to call it a shop truck, I was thinking about just getting that rubber floor that they make for them, you know? And just putting a rubber floor and skip the carpet and all that this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I might do that. And uh, but it's not, it, well, it's about the same price as the, the cheaper carpet. But then when you get that carpet, like you got the, the one that's that double looped or whatever the hell they call it, you know, that's, is a little more but i mean just your basic carpet set that you get they they make a rubber floor that's designed to fit in the truck you know and that's what mm-hmm. i think i'll put down in there just and it's simple it'd be kind of like the weather tech mats in the silverado you can just pull them out spray them down wash them with some dawn and a scrub brush put them back in they look brand new right yeah what's neat about that your access plate you could take a put a piece of diamond plate or something down there yeah. you know you know just right over you could have your carpet down there or whatever. You could put you a piece of trim ring around it and put a a, a piece of diamond plate or something, and it would look look neat. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, yeah, all kind of neat things to do. Yeah, there's yeah, you, there's all kind of options you can do, and like you say, you know, we've done built enough of them to where you can you can. You pretty much know what to do and then you can just now you can kind of just play with ideas and figure it out like that until you get it right you just make it just go just build yeah. <laughs> she, 
you know? Yeah, because that would save, man, for the extra money for the kid, because you're going to buy proportionate valves or, or what do you call those, those uh, check valves that you put in the brake system anyway. I oh, got the them residual, in my, anyway. residual pressure yeah. valves? Residual pressure valves. Guess what? The things are only about $10, $15, $20. They're not that expensive. Right. Big deal. Right. You know, and and that was sure, man. That was sure made the uh, made that nonsense a lot better. Yeah. But that's all about that experience, though. Yeah. 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 But you, I mean, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff, you know, that can that you got to do and that you figure out down the road, and you know, that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. It makes it easier building and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess this. It just depends on what a what a person wants to do and, and stuff like that. But uh, and stuff, but I can see the advantage to having a, a you know the firewall that sets back because then everything's just more accessible and stuff like that. And so uh, yeah, it's just uh, I guess it depends on what a person how a person wants to what you, what you want to do what you're building stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm so shoot, man, I've not been so long with the project and I ain't touched the project that I don't I don't remember any of the stuff but it'll come back to me somebody asked me something or something like that you know I have a flashback <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so That's you. I'll, have, I'll have a flashback man yeah. oh my god and, and stuff and that's what that'll be about right yeah you, you'll have a flashback you ain't so much you ain't going back to you ain't building no more AD trucks, huh? No, I ain't the man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm pretty. I've got to figure out how to get past this old age syndrome. Once I get past, once I can figure that out, well then, I don't know. Man, I tell you what. If I was retired and not working, I would. If I was gonna build a truck, it would def- definitely have to be off of a seventy. Off of a 72. Even if it was an 80, it would have to come off a 72 because I wouldn't spend that money I spent on mine. But not on no fixed income, I wouldn't. Because there ain't no way that you could take your retirement money and be wasting it on the old truck. But for for a poor man working, shoot. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't waste that kind of money, or you'd be a fool if you did. Yeah. So you guys going to be ready to come out? You going to be ready to hit the show? Uh, we probably, you know, something I'm debating about that. Uh, that's one of them good questions, man. I don't know if I'm going to come out or not. I might I might just bring my truck up there and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Or you could come after it, put it in your stable. Right. <laughs> put it yeah put it in your stable yeah. yeah we might change our mind i don't know because i still now just think tomorrow's friday right. and i still haven't uh got back on Haggerty's fight i don't know i think next week that's gonna be my plan next week it's just uh i'm gonna have to get to Get the insurance. You gonna run up to Jeff City or you gonna just go to the bureau? I'd have to go up and get him. Because of the fact. But you know something, I'll tell you what I should do. Now this is what I should do. 
I should run and call Jens and take it up there and have him inspect it for me and just go to the license bureau and get me some license plates. Right. Yeah. Why don't I you... mean, just, just regular old license plates because you got to get it inspected every two years. And guess what? <laughs> the thing will pass inspection. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, the horn, uh, the wipers, the signals work, it's, and it's new. It's a brand new <laughs> truck. I mean, it's a brand, it's a brand new truck. Heck yeah. I mean, it's just got a, a 52 body on it. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> and stuff like that. But I can understand why people want the historical play because then you don't have to worry about the inspections or none of that other nonsense and, and, and stuff. So, yeah. so But, yeah, I ain't worried. You know something. I ain't going to be overly concerned about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. That, I mean, oh, um, there's a, a big ado about nothing. Right. Yeah, because uh, it, it's just I don't know. You just have to take the time out. And, that's and, all. That's that's what it is. It's taking the time, mm-hmm. taking the time to just uh, just uh, go on and do what I need to do. But I've been I've been sidetracked and stuff like that. Yeah. Man, old lazy, lazy Jack that got me. Yeah. That's my name. My name is Lacey LJ. Lacey Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my name. Lacey Jack. <laughs> I sure man, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't worth a poop. <laughs> you, you ain't hit a lick, huh? Man, that's all I can do is go out there and come home and rest. And sh- <laughs> ain't worth a poop, man. <laughs> well, and that's that's a damn shame because you done did put all that work and all that time in the building. And when we first went and got the truck, I I, I told you I said, "Hey man, first thing we gonna want to do is get the frame cleaned off." He was like, "No, nah, no, nah, man, no, nah. <laughs> oh, man, no, I ain't cleaning off that frame." <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what's crazy? And I could have done had the thing. Oh man, license ain't nothing. Right. Wow. It's a. It's just. It's just like you said. It's just taking the time. Right. Taking the time, taking and that's time. all it is. It's just taking the time to do it. It's just like working on this truck. You know, you just gotta come out here and do it. It ain't gonna get done. Ain't nobody else gonna do it. Yeah, you got that right, yeah. and you're right about that. No matter what I have to do, nobody else is gonna do it unless I pay somebody to do it. Right. And stuff, and yeah, but that's a shame, man. That old truck, that old truck, man. I'd have put all that work in that truck, and that baby ain't moved. Uh, ain't moved since. She looks good, though, man. She's nice. And I need to clean my windows, but the wheels look nice and pretty on it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, Jeff said he said, man, that sure is a nice truck. I said, yeah, I've been working on it for about two years or something, and I just kind of pulled up and stopped because you can tell by all the junk is stacked in front of it. Mm. Ug- again. Uh, again. And stuff like that. Yeah, and, you, that was your thing. You say, I'm going to have all this stuff cleaned out from in front of us, so when it's time to go, when you call me, I just hit the key and come on out the door. Yeah, man, I want you to believe it or not, when I had the little vice, I got the picture, I ought to send it to you. It was sitting over here, man. There wasn't nothing in the garage. I had it cleaned out. It was nothing. And then all of a sudden, 
I think I brought that table over here to sharpen the blade on my, uh, sharpen the chain on my chainsaw when I was cutting that tree up. Mm. And then next thing you know, uh, I uh, brought the pressure washer up here. And um, and then I said, well, when I got the Ford truck, I said, the heck with putting the Ford in here. I'll just put my lawn equipment in here and just put the Ford underneath the carport where I can come right on out. And that's about as far as I made it. <laughs> ain't quite, I haven't quite got it. Yeah, I ain't quite got to where I want to be oh. and stuff like that. But, but see, one thing created another problem, which created another problem, which created another problem. Well, not really a problem, but uh, but now see I'm good to go now because uh, the the walk behind now rambling the walk behind that was money well spent for me because I can get out there in 15 minutes and I can mow those terraces instead of taking me an hour <laughs> and stuff like that so it was well worth that and now it's debatable whether buying that truck. It just depends on what I might have to go pick up or what I need to haul or something. But uh, but as it stands up now, I can go I can go pick up just about anything that I need to pick up. So yeah, at first I thought you was gonna put a ball on the back of a rat body too. I needed to, yeah, and and that would have worked because it's got more than enough power to pull anything that I'm gonna pull. Right. Yeah, that, that was the game plan and stuff. And then I went off half cocked and shoot, man, I looked at my push. I, uh, I looked at my balance before he sent me my checking account statement. And I looked at my balance before I bought the truck and before I bought the walk behind. <laughs> and I looked afterwards. I say, whoa, man, I didn't. I done lost some numerals there. <laughs> and I said, shit. Oh, well. Yeah, man, but I just, uh, well, see, it's my own fault because my little S10 Chevy, I could, when, it, when the motor went down in it, yeah. I could have just, could have fixed it. What was we doing that day? What was we, was we trying to pull that thing out to get the, the rat body in there? Or what was we doing? Oh, no, it had, yeah, I think so. I think I was pulling it out and that, and it was knocking. Yeah, because we were going to put, I think that's when you was going to start mocking up the, the front cross member. Right, yeah. And then you needed to get the S10 out so that you could put the truck over there where you had it to where you could do all the the uh, measurements and stuff before you started putting in, welding in that cross member. That's what it was. Right, right. And then, and then that thing started knocking, and I thought it was in the, the clutch assembly and stuff. Right, and it wasn't that. Throw out bearing is what you thought. The throw out bearing, yeah. And it wasn't that. No, okay. I was listening. I was like, man, <laughs> that don't sound like no throw out, man, because it didn't have that chirping either. No, yeah. it's tough. But, uh, oh, well, I'm going to put a V8 in that one probably. Are you? Oh, yes. Were you going to put an LS in there or a conventional? Well, you know something, that's, that's debatable. I'm going to do my research on the LS motors and stuff like that. If I put an LS in there, I'll, I'll buy me uh, whatever an LS motor comes in. And I'll buy the whole vehicle. Yeah. Or I have everything. Yeah. But now, but now if I do a small block Chevy, well then, heck, that ain't no problem. I can, I can mismatch in peace on a small, you know, a conventional small block Chevy, which probably would be the smart thing to do, be the easiest thing to do. 
would be to take in, you know, 350 board, 30 over, something like that, you know, 355 or whatever you call them, uh, what they, uh, but probably the uh, Ella Brock upper top end, you know, aluminum heads and, you know, their kit for the upper end. Right. You know, with their camshaft, kit, carburetor, you know, and all that stuff. Because I'd want to put aluminum heads on it to take the weight off the front of it and stuff because it looks neat. You know, I'd buy a whole kit. That's the best way to go. You get a whole kit and it everything is made and matched and everything's flowed to match and work together. Work together, yes. Yeah, and then... The heads and everything, you know, the the valves, and because you don't even have to do nothing to the heads, like you don't even have to take them, get them poured, polished. I guess you could waste money doing that, but they flow so good coming from the factory that you're just pretty much wasting money. Why would you get a? Now, why would you need a head that you're running on the street poured and polished unless you were street racing? Right. And then, yeah, <laughs> you know, you really wouldn't need it. No. And I mean, I don't think. No, you don't, because the only time, I mean, that's trying to get every ounce of airflow, but then you're going to do all that to a standard block that's not been anything done. Well, I mean, you take it, get it bored or whatnot, but it's not blueprinted and balanced. No. You know, I mean, no. So you're just wasting your money doing that unless you're going to go through the whole motor and run a dry sump and make it a race motor yeah but then now why, why would you run a race motor on the street yeah i, I don't know because if for one thing well this is just my opinion if it's a true race motor well how are you going to keep the thing in tune right following the spark plugs and you know and on and on and on and on and on i don't know i would just but for the simplicity of building would be a small block Chevy, but for a slick installation to where it would be like, like, like your truck where you just put the key in it and go, you would do an LS. But I would, I think I'd do a small block Chevy. Right. Yeah, but you know, I was looking on Craigslist and you could find them all day long for thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars. So it's nothing new. Right. But in that same in that same breath, though, you could buy a a, a crate motor, mm -hmm. a crate LS, and then you still you know then you'd have to buy the standalone systems. But still, you're gonna pay somebody if you buy the whole vehicle. There's so many things that have to be deleted out of it, depending on what year. That mm -hmm. you might as well just get a a crate and then just buy the standalone that works with it. I mean, say if you get a 2015. Because somebody wrecked it and it's got, I don't know, 80,000 miles on it. That's fine. But in that 2015, there's so many sensors and things that have to be deleted that the money it's going to cost you to take it somewhere and have them pull all those pins uh -huh. and delete all those codes. You could just buy a standalone system. Right. Uh -huh. and, or, you know, buy it from one of these companies that make them if you want it to have the ac circuits and whatever that you can tell them but if uh -huh. you just want it standardized you say hey man i just want it to be able to start and go you'd almost come out better just getting the paying money for a new crate and still because you're still like you're talking you're going to put a whole top end on it and if you buy a used vehicle like you said you paid thirty five hundred four thousand dollars for it 
buy a crate motor i don't know what a crate ls motor costs a long block or a short block but you let's just say it's three thousand dollars okay well that's the same three thousand dollars and then you spend whatever it costs for the computer but you're going to buy the upper end which is right 2500 bucks mm -hmm. so you would do that even if you got one out of a truck you're going to take the whole top end off and, and chunk it right yeah so you'd almost be better off just buying a brand new motor because then you know what it is uh, you know a fresh a fresh casting and then build it the way you, you know like you said put the, the upper end on it and all that other stuff that's what i was thinking but for me you know for the ease of build i think i would build the uh this is a standard small block chevy and put the uh Elebrock upper end on it yeah. just to say you know and then this kid goes guess what any old 350 turbo will fit on it right yeah Yep, you got that right. Yeah, and yeah. and then then I'd probably put the floor shifter in it, you know, just a regular like a BM or something like that, just a regular floor shifter like in mine, where it's just easy to use and stuff like that because they make the the, the column shifter, you know, for the standard S10 Chevy, and that may work also. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, but basically, yeah, just keep a keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go start the truck, and as long as it's it's tuned right, right, it'll start, start. Yeah, it'll start, and you just gotta let it run for about five minutes, and then once the engine heats up, you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, it ain't no big deal. But now the LS, but see the same thing though. Like the problem, I mean, yeah, the LS. As soon as you hit the key, it start up and fire. But that's the thing too. You gotta let the thing warm up. Right. Like you can't just take off. Just because it starts and run, you can't take off in it. And, nope. you know, the, the block, it, it hasn't came up to even run temperature. And that's how a lot of people crack heads, crack blocks, because they uh -huh. take off in the winter, turn the key, and they just hop in their truck and go. Well, you just took a block that was almost frozen, and now you got 210 degrees pumping through it. What do you think happens? <laughs> right. You know, it starts messing up stuff. So, yeah, you got to let the vehicle warm up either way it goes. You can't just hop in and go, but, you know. But, yeah, I, I like the, I don't know, I like the small block. It's, the LS well, is you know, fine, too, but, you know. But, but yeah, the LS, I'm thinking, that's, that's getting out of my area uh, uh, and stuff like that. So, that's a whole new animal. So, so where is that going to lead? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, maybe we'll go to the car. You know, something, maybe just take the truck up there and park it and just get up on out of there. Yeah. But then, see, I won't be able to be CPing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I won't be able to crowd be CPing. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you young people, y'all don't care about that virus. <laughs> y'all don't care about that virus y'all gonna hang out and congregate hey, so you say you gotta get, you don't want to leave because you want to be crowd pleasing huh? there you go <laughs> I get to tell my story see but social distancing of course right I think there'll be a pretty good turnout up there. Oh, man, there are going to be so many people up there. 
that it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I'll say I'm not going, but I might wake up and decide to go. Who knows? I don't know. It's just, I, I tell you, I don't know. Well, you can always tell your story on the on the podcast. On the podcast, well, see, I'm not as elegant as you are. I can talk that talk to talk. <laughs> see, I I have to be able to talk to talk. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can't talk to talk. I can't be smooth talking to talk on the podcast. Because <laughs> I tell them, I tell them the truth. <laughs> Not what they want to hear. I'd be telling them the truth about, yeah, okay, well, you want to build a budget bill, well, stay, stay away from, 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 what is that, uh, who is that? I did it steering columns, uh, English wiring harness, uh, <laughs> and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, you can't be saying that. Oh, no, you can't say that. That might. That might that might hurt a potential sponsor, right? <laughs> and, and stuff like that, and <laughs> and then you can, can't tell them about yeah, yeah, all that low car stuff. It's it's good stuff. It works pretty good. And then you can't go blast Wildwood because they say, "Well, you dumb fool, that wasn't what that was intended for anyway." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But I do give thumbs up to. Uh, to uh to the uh tci though because man i just uh i'm impressed with the way that truck handles and and steers and stuff especially you know the handling and the steering and stuff like that man that thing you would never know it wasn't probably just steer so easy and effortlessly and it tracks down the road just you know perfect right. i think you know without alignment and stuff on it so you know, to see the, that, 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 that whole, that system seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And stuff I mean, like it, that. It but. did. It handled good and steered good. It was real responsive yes. with the steering. When I was driving it, you just, you know, it almost felt like it had power steering. Right, yeah. It was, I mean, it's a real good, I mean, it's nice and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, my only concern is the brakes, uh, but then again, you know, uh, that whole system was designed around a, a vacuum booster right. and stuff like that. And I'm sure if I had the booster on it, well, then that'd be just you just touch the pedal right. and stuff. But since it's a, high, uh, a manual brake system, well, then that's that's just the trade-off. Right, right. Yeah, you don't have but, any issues uh, with the brakes. So like you say, it was a boosted application, and then you, you kind of retrofit it to make it be manual. Manual, yes, and stuff like that. And then, you know, I guess I don't have any complaints about the painless wiring harness because guess what? I follow the instructions and everything works. Right. And stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I can't complain about that. Uh, you know, uh, I guess what all oh, I've had to do some little modifying here and there to different things, but that's hot rodding. Now that I, in retrospect, Instead of running, but you know, if this seems like the engine is turning a lot of RPM, I that uh, my little tack, uh, I guarantee it's probably not accurate. Right. But uh, now, if I just had a regular gear in it like yours, I'd be cruise. I'd be loafing down the road. But guess what? I ain't going nowhere anyway. <laughs> you know? You know that? Where you, am I going? You ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. 
But then if you are going somewhere, who cares? You in the hot That's ride. it. Yeah, I just crowd cruise along at 65 miles in the 60, 65 miles, if I can average 60 miles an hour, well then, heck, that's fast enough for an old truck. Yeah, man, I mean, that's the thing. They're like, oh, man, you got a 513 gear back there. Yeah, it don't matter. I ain't worried about gas mileage. Oh, heck no. That don't mean nothing to me, man, because you ain't driving it every day, you know? And that doesn't do nothing to me. Now, if I decide I want to go far, clear over to Denver or something like that, then eh, I might think about changing out the ring gear in the back. Yeah, but then the way they cost you to change out the ring gear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, but who's going to, but you, man, if you're going to go that far, well, then, uh, you know, if I was going to build me a truck for for long-distance car shows, it would have to be built totally different than what say that's that's close in oh heck yeah man because uh because i would say now that like if you was going to build one like you know like rocky number on the louisville and stuff like that which isn't you know it's i don't know louisville we was in louisville how far that's that's about four or five hours out Mm -hmm. something like that but i could make it to louisville and down to champagne illinois and stuff i could make it there you know because i could run 60 miles an hour it might take me a half an hour longer to get there or something like that. Right. But if you was going to set up your truck for this long distance uh, touring and stuff like that, it would definitely, man, I would, you know, I would take and pick and choose my vehicles like that guy that had that all uh, that, that suburban looking thing. Yeah. Now, you could take something like that or you could like that fellow up there that I want to look at some pieces over where was I at an Oldman Roll or somewhere over yeah, there? I forget where was that. Winfield, yeah, that had that that uh, AD looking body thing. But shoot, man, he had all of the plush. Look, I think he had seats out of Suburban or something. You know, and an LS motor. You know, it's just set up for just you could take that to be like driving a brand new Suburban. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, but this kind of you know how far is a person gonna go? You know, and stuff like that. It's just. I don't know. It's it's whatever a person wants to put together. But I sure wouldn't want to. Now, unless I was a hardcore, you know, a car show, it's just to show like an iron butt, like we used to do with the motorcycle, just ride just because, just to show off, to say, yeah, I can ride this crotch rocket this far and stuff like that. Other than that, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, the little local car shows and stuff like that, man. Uh, I'd take and put mine. I'd put mine on the trailer, and take it. <laughs> He'd be a trailer queen. <laughs> yeah, you have to dump him off about a mile and a half down the road. Hey, there you go. There you go. But but it'd be slick though. But you say, well, where'd you come from? Oh man, forty miles west of St. Louis. Man, you drove this whole thing this far. But you know something, I would like mine with that 10 bolt rear end in it. I wouldn't even attempt to change the gears in it. I'd take it down there to the, uh, to the four wheel drive shop down there, uh, where you used to get your tires at right. in O'Fallon and let them change the gears in it for me. Cause yeah. they do it every day. Yep. And just pay them, you know, the money, then put me some different gears in it and stuff. But you don't even need different gears cause that's a Camaro rear end. Right. I mean, a Camaro is a is a touring car. Right. I mean, back then. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, but they had, but you know, you could get a, uh, what's your name, man? They had some Dodges or something with a 410 gear that you could order a 410 or 411 gear in. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the Camaros, you could get a 411 gear in it Hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, something, that's just making a do about nothing. Take what I got and do the best I can with it and just keep on trucking. Yeah. Yeah, shoot, man, ain't no black. Well, you know, shoot, I can go to Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, oh, heck, yeah, I can go anywhere. Well, shoot, if I could drive that old G-Wagon anywhere, that thing will make it anywhere. <laughs> it should. Yeah, well, it should make it, and if it don't, well, then it'll just show what I needed to fix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that amounts to. You're right. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, people get caught up in the commotion. There ain't no need for all that. There ain't no need for all that nonsense. No, heck no. Hey, but the best part about these old trucks is if they get a, you know, how you, you know, if you drive something long enough, you get rock chips in them and stuff. Well, guess what? You done got that six, eight, ten thousand dollar custom paint job on it. So it don't make any difference if you get rock chips in it. Nope. Just keep on rolling. Yeah, just keep on rolling, man, because you won't even notice a rock chip. You got that right because it won't make a hoot of difference. Dude. Yeah, but I, you know, but if I was thinking about it, if I was gonna set me up a truck, say if I wanted to go to the different car shows and stuff like that, you know, just travel like we like I used like we used to do on the motorcycles and stuff, just going. I think I get gets back to that C10 Chevy, that '72, because you got that nice big wide comfortable bench seat that you can put in it. Yep. You can have air conditioning in it. Plenty of leg room, you know, and the thing would ride reasonably well, you know, considering that it's got the independent front suspension and et cetera, et cetera, you know. So you could have your pretty nice uh, long-distance cruiser with one of them things. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. So, yeah, like a C10, would this be ideal for, uh, you know, for something like that because – Man, you wouldn't even have to get exotic on the suspension or anything. You know, a good a good quality set of shocks on it, you know, and the good standard springs that you can, you know, and it's just, it would be a nice, it would be a real nice truck. Yeah. But yeah, that old hot rod, no, but see, that's the whole key thing with the hot rod. Hey, you got to be tough to hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dad giving us his newfound knowledge of the patina rod world his trials tribulations and the things that he went through while building this truck and then we talked a little bit about his s10 build he's yet to figure out what he's going to do he's leaning towards the ls but we'll just have to see what happens and you know we'll cover it on patina code instagram page so if you're not following patina code on instagram go check us out at patina code you can also catch me on facebook we also can catch me on <laughs> YouTube. We have a series where I'm doing a complete ground-up build of a 1952 Chevrolet five-window truck. And the name of that series on YouTube is So You Want to Build an AD. And it's pretty cool. I've geared that series towards someone that is just starting to get into the game of building the truck and someone that might want to build an advanced design Chevrolet truck. So I'm kind of putting a roadmap out there. Not saying that I'm the best or not saying that I know everything, but... What I do know is out there, and the techniques and things that I use has worked for me over the years. And while I have your ear, I'd like to let you know that Patina Code has teamed up with LS Fabrication to offer you 10% off all sheet metal panel products 
produced by LS Fabrication. You can use promo code Patina Code at checkout on LS Fabrication's website to receive your 10% off all sheet metal panel products. And let me tell you, they will transform the look of your vehicle. And you're going to see the various installs of each one of these panels on the truck that I'm building on the YouTube series that I just mentioned. And one last thing before we get out of here, check out my online Patina Code store. Just hit up Google and type in Patina Code, LLC.Equid.com. That's ECWID.com. Take you right to my store site. And you can check out the different shirts that we have available for men and women alike. We have all sizes. So get you some merch and represent for Patina Code. Well, that's going to do it for now, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay with me. <laughs>